What's going on, everybody? My name's Dallas, and this is the podcast where we talk about food in and around Victoria, British Columbia. And in today's case, we're also talking about helping the community. And I'm here at Red Cedar Cafe right now, which some people might know is the former Willie's Bakery location. But I'm here with Landon and Talia. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Doing well. Good, thanks. You know, when I started doing these podcasts, this, this is the kind of stuff that I really wanted to get into as I was, as I was doing these, to bring sort of or awareness to things around the city that others might not know about and people doing good, th- good stuff. And I'm really excited to sort of get into what's going on here because it's really special. And uh, I'm excited for more people to find out about it. So for people who aren't familiar with the Red Cedar, maybe just let people know what this is, what's going on. Lead on that one. <laughs> so we we ran a food distribution center for two and a half days of each week. Um, it consists of almost 250 volunteers that are signed up, coming in um, for shifts and prepping food, cooking food, freezing food, and then sending it out to people in need. Um, that's organized via website, and they order their food through that, and then we deliver it to their door, like thanks to volunteers. So the rest of the time, the space operates as a fully functioning restaurant. And any of the money that doesn't go towards paying for food or staff goes towards going back into that food distribution program. Yeah, which is, that's absolutely amazing. So I didn't realize it was, so it's two and a half days a week. Yeah. So it's, it's been more than that. It's been a few different things in the last few months, um, but that's what we've got it streamlined down to at the moment. Yeah, we okay. scaled it back to two and a half days. Because what were you doing before? How, how much was it? Probably th- three, four four days so. okay and go originally ahead. we actually used to do two delivery days too which we realized with frozen food just isn't necessary anymore we can do it down to one but it's been yeah a trial and error for well, a few months i guess it is kind of like a an ongoing just as things you, you get better as you get more information right yeah the more you do something yeah we're, we're able to like we were able to tweak things we've pretty much for the free program kind of streamlined everything not not to say that uh, we don't still get uh, donations and stuff like that throughout the week, but uh, yeah, those two and a half days, the Sunday is actually a blitz, actually, because we've got, <laughs> we have a, a busy kind of like brunch service. Right after that, we've got uh, people prepping salads, and then we've got a distribution team. They're packing all the frozen meals. Uh, we've got drivers coming up and people doing pickups, so it's it's an event. Actually. And most of these people are volunteer? Yeah, so we have, um, I want to say around 10 staff, paid staff right now. Um, it could be a little bit less than that. But we also have, like, the majority of anyone in here is volunteer. So 250 volunteers receive our emails each week and sign up for shifts. And then we typically have, like, 30 shifts a week that are filled by people who are volunteering. That's incredible. Yeah. And it just, like, this did not exist before April, right? No, April was like the yeah. beginning. This is when of it this. opened. Yeah, yeah. We're brand new. Yeah. yeah, like this is this is so crazy to me. And the name Red Cedar. What is what is the significance of the name? Yeah, Ben Isett is the sort of origins of the name, um, and he's got sort of the the idea of that for like twenty years or so has been his, um, and it's it's definitely based on like the West Coast and the where the tree is like growing well. Okay, and and being protected um and i can't speak enough to that so that's good okay <laughs> and so how how did this whole thing like start how what was the like how long did it take for this idea to become red cedar i mean yeah i wasn't here at the beginning i think talia you were more 
Yeah, I think Ben really pounced on the idea, like, right from the beginning when he found that this space was going to be available and, like, for free. And it all just kind of fell into place from there. He has a lot of contacts, so that was a lot of how things worked. Like, he just knew people on the ground and got in touch with them. He was doing walks to grocery stores and counting how many places and how many shelves were out of bread in April. So yeah, he just, he saw a need for something and he's just great at filling it basically. So he realized that this place was free and he just started getting things going. <laughs> so how did that, how did the free part come into play? Yeah. So, uh, trees was in here before they had a kind of like a restaurant. Um, I guess their lease, I'm actually not exactly at like 100% sure. So they, yeah, they broke their yeah. lease contract. Yeah. And okay. then they still had it for a couple of months following. And they were in touch with Ben about us using the space. So, oh, really? Yeah. So it was like an, a, um, yeah. And it was kind of organic, combined, I guess. Yeah. Organic thing that just happened. That's really cool that that, that was able to happen. I did come to Trees um, before it closed. And I really enjoyed the meal that I had here. And then prior to that, Willie's when it was Willie's. Right. Which is, that was one of, I think that was one of the last radio segments that Mike and I did was coming in and talk to W. Dale here and hearing all the plans he had for the space, um, sort of in the middle of last year, getting towards that area right. and they closed down and it's just sort of been revolving, but I'm stoked to see that you guys are in here now. Yeah. We were actually able to absorb some of the tree staff, Telly uh, yeah. being one of them. Yeah. I actually worked here as trees and was sort of brought into this project completely separately from the fact that I worked in the restaurant here before, um, but since have brought in a few um, people that I worked with at Trees because I knew that they were great. I knew that they had lost their jobs due to COVID and the restaurant shutting down, and I knew that they were available and looking for work. And so they actually came in and volunteered to two of our staff previous, Tori and Megan, volunteered a lot of their time before we actually hired them on as a cook and a server. Okay. And maybe what are your roles in the space here? Yeah. Um, initially, I started, I, I came in volunteer-based, um, kind of hel helping out uh, the free program. That's kind of what all was running at the time, um, helping out in the kitchen. And then I took over the lead of the kitchen at one point, and then it just expanded from there. Uh, now I kind of oversee the, the operation of the, the free program, and I over, yeah, help oversee the operation of the restaurant. Okay. As like a general manager. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I was involved since the beginning of May. My girlfriend Liz yanked me in here, and we just started making shepherd's pies um, by the hundred, and it was not something I had much experience in, so it was hectic, and we were super thankful for, for bringing some trained chefs in really closely after that. Um, and I've since become part of a board that we formed to sort of oversee everything that's going on here. Um, I also volunteer my time as restaurant like assistant manager, I would say, and mm. sometimes serve and basically fill in gaps that need to be filled in at the moment. Awesome. And do you have like a history in the back or history in restaurants like previously? I do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I started, well, I, I've been cooking for about 20 years. Um, so I started based out in Peninsula and all around Victoria. Just recently got back uh, from Europe uh, for four years there, and then I just got back just just at the start of the pandemic, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. And so where were you in Europe? Um, I started in Switzerland. I was in Germany for a couple of years, and then in Copenhagen. Okay. To finish off, yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, mostly kind of like uh, Michelin star restaurants, actually. Okay, so you get to see that whole side of everything. Yeah, yeah. Which must be a totally different world. It was, yeah. But I mean, to tell you the truth, the basis and organization, it's it's all the same, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. And then, so your history in the industry? Yeah, so um, I started like hosting when I was 14 and have just kind of never left the restaurant industry. I moved down to Victoria about seven years ago and have um, worked at a few different restaurants around town, the Breakwater and uh, Rebar right now. I've been there for over a year. And how many, so in the space here, how many meals get put out every single week yeah so average um a week what we're doing for distribution yeah uh it's around 11 to 1200 meals that we're producing most the majority is going out to this meal order program and then uh another large part of it is going to community centers and then we also have a which is a leon group and they've got more of a um, contact or a relationship with the unhoused so we serve like kind of hand off hot food to them and they distribute it to the community. Their acronym stands for the lived and living experience of homelessness network. So they're, yeah, they have direct contact with people. They they have friends who are on the streets right now. So that's how we kind of work with them to distribute that food. That's awesome. So you're making sure it's getting to the people that really need it. Yeah. And you said there was, so there's 250 volunteers that, that volunteer here. Yeah. In rotation, yeah. Yeah, not all at the same <laughs> time. Not all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But does that, does that keep growing, like the number? Yeah, so in April it was it was 100 when I first joined. Yeah. So you're finding then that as more people find out about here, they just mm-hmm. want to help and do what they can? It grows. I mean, we can always use more, but um, as the pandemic's kind of well, slowing down, people are going kind of back to work and, back and, to and students are going back to yeah. school. Uh, we're always looking for people, so put, always putting the word out. But it's been really cool. Like sometimes we'll have people just walking by and just see like the energy that's in the space and they just have come in and signed up. And like our volunteer coordinator literally just walked by and saw what we were doing a few months ago and has just been involved in the project ever since. So That's one thing I was wondering because when I came in and ate um, the one meal that I've had here in the restaurant, which I love, by the way, um, there was a table outside with a bunch of like food on it just out in the street. Is that... Is that there for people to come by and to sort of take it if they need it? Exactly. Um, we we get a lot of bread and different donations <laughs> in. Um, sometimes we're unable to uh, push it all out through our distribution. So we'll just kind of hand it out to people around the community around here. And then if people are able to, ask for a donation in the restaurant. If not, they're free to take it. That part's been really cool, actually, just seeing like people's bewilderment on their face when they can understand the food that is just there for them yeah. and take it if they need it, I think. And yeah, we did, we get a ton of bread. So That's awesome. And do you find people are really good about only taking if they need it? Yeah. I yeah. believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. And just I, I can imagine that, that look of bewilderment, it must, just be, it must be a cool feeling to know that you're, you're helping people and yeah. just seeing that shock on their face. I think there's, yeah, there's been quite a bit of uh yeah grateful people coming by and like just kind of like opening the door and thanking us and yeah people are pretty stoked about the especially having the restaurant open like even yesterday i was served or two days ago i was serving and had someone just come in and thank you like thank me in a wheelchair and thank me so much for what we've been doing here and just say that he loves it and it's just like yeah it's been really that's absolutely incredible and how many dishes do you have like for the restaurant side like on a weekend is the menu change or is it always the same? It's um, during the week, we've got like a, a weekday menu 
and it's probably about I think four or four mains, and then we've got yeah three or four desserts. Okay. And then uh, we on the weekend we're doing a brunch menu. Actually. Yeah. So it's about the same. So what what days is the restaurant open? We're open uh, Wednesday to Friday um, from ten to two. Sorry, ten to eight. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, on the weekends, we're open from 9 to 2. Okay. And I got to say, too, when I came in, I had the pancakes and the, the fried chicken. Yeah. And that, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, you like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Is that, is that, that's still on the weekend menu, right? It is, definitely. And, and weekend and weekday, we serve it as a, a sandwich, too. Oh, as a sandwich? Yeah. Oh, so that's another... I got to try that, too. A little crossover. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and so, do you have features that are only available, like... Maybe a weekend you'll do one dish that's only that weekend? Yeah, sometimes we do specials during the, the week, uh, generally on Thursday, Fridays. Okay. Yeah. And with the space here, you mentioned there's, there's a board now. How, how, what's the challenge? Has there been challenges with running the space? Yeah, I think every project like this is going to have its challenges. Like we, we just flew, we just grew so fast, so quickly. So everyone's been trying to navigate what that looks like for everyone else. Um, currently the space we have until the end of October and we're unsure of, of its longevity after that. We might have it for another month or so, but it, it's definitely not solidified at the moment. So there's been issues like obviously with space, with not knowing what things are going to look like. Obviously we intend to exist somewhere else at some point um, to keep the food program going. So we're also like looking at other spaces right now. Okay. So that in itself has been a huge one. Um, yeah. but yeah, definitely like just having a few different people involved has always had its issues, but I think like the majority of us, well, everyone is, everyone wants to do the same thing here. Like the idea, the goal of it is all the same to feed people that are in need right now. So. And the energy overall, you mentioned that when people walk by or whatever, they see the energy that's in here Yeah, and just the positivity. I think you can feel it in, in the restaurant, especially when the volunteer is here. And I think it's a great kind of atmosphere we try to provide play music loud try to get everyone to smile have a good time most of the time yeah. i think that's been yeah i definitely noticed like some seniors and new people to victoria were volunteering and they were like sort of developing relationships and connections i've dragged all my girlfriends down here and they've all said that they've left with like phone numbers and connections with people in the community which i think is really neat yeah and do you have an item here that sort of seems to be the most popular or something that stands out? That, that we're serving for the, the restaurant? For the restaurant, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would say my favorite is, yeah, what you had is the okay. fried chicken and, and pancakes for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think we make a pretty mean um, a fried mushroom sandwich. It's like oh, a, really? Uh, yeah. King oyster. I've never even had those before. Yeah. So good. So, so change, uh, change your life? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and, vegan yeah. and the preserved lemon tahini dressing Ooh, big fan yeah that's so awesome good. and um so for the for the free program that how, people sign up through the website for that yeah they're able to order online uh if you go to the redcedarcafe.ca right? yeah. yeah and that, um, that is a pay if you can or pay what you can right it's exactly. not just it's not just free for everyone to just come and take what you want but it, it is free. Like the, the original notion of it was that it is free. And so anyone who don't, doesn't feel they have funding for it right of now course. is, yeah. So but it's kind of like if the, you're able to donate, outside. if you're able to give money, that's great. Yeah. 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 And do you have people that sort of come in and don't take anything and just give you money? Is that, is that something people do? Uh, yeah. Sometimes 
Generally, the, the orders are done online and then they are sent out. But um, yeah, there is for sure people that c come in and e even through the week, um, we, tr we try to give them something to take away if they're not able to eat something. So or grab something for themselves. But um, people are pretty generous and we've had lots of individual and uh, donors and then also a lot of uh, community support with that too. And there is a GoFundMe up right now, right? There yeah. is. Okay, and so where can people get go to that? Yeah, if you search the Red Cedar, you can find on it GoFundMe. There. Yeah, and that's just up so people can help with the cost of what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, and that helps us run this operation. Yeah, all the fixed costs and yeah. And so, so right now, you said that like the it's still the end of October for right now. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully longer. Yeah, we'll definitely we see each other. We see ourselves being in a space running this project longer. We're just unsure about which one for the moment. Yeah, there's some prospects, but nothing's yeah. concrete. Have you, through being in here, have you met any people or heard any like just incredible stories that stand out in your eyes? I mean, as a in the culinary, I I kind of have like a disconnect between the people receiving the food, yeah, and um, and cooking the food. But we we generally get uh, a few emails um, about people that have received the food that aren't able to provide for themselves, that's really helped them. They're either like looking after someone else or unable to feed themselves. And we get the, the odd, uh, or we get actually quite a few emails back uh, saying how much it's appreciated. I wouldn't say there's like one outstanding story, but I think as a whole, just like a really great. I remember there was a woman who used to come down here who was in her 80s. Do you remember? I don't want to say her name, but I don't know if you remember her. She used to walk down the street with a bag. And, okay. And there's a few people that we help that don't have access to a, a computer so or don't know how to use one. So um, you can also call your order in. Sometimes things are just tricky. So um, she would walk her with her bag down every week and we would just like run and grab whatever she liked. We knew and just get like she was just so thankful. And she had a partner who was back at her place and she felt very like unsafe to be kind of going to the grocery store or interacting with too many people at that time. Um, I think that would be one that standing out because she was just so sweet. She was just like a really lovely woman. Um, one thing I like to ask people, too, is like, what does it feel like to know that like you're now what you're doing is now incorporated into someone's life. Like they, they, I, I assume there's people that look forward to coming and seeing you guys and eating the food here and all of that. I'm just, I'm just curious what that feels like for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess I, it hasn't really like rung in. I've, I came in during the pandemic cause well, I, I just came back and there wasn't so much to do, I guess. And yeah, I, I wanted to help out. Um, I, I guess it, when when I read those kind of comments, it feels good um, yeah. overall. But I guess I've just been putting my head down and just kind of wor working. Uh, that's kind of what I enjoy. And it's like just the, I guess, the benefit that it's helping other people. Yeah. I guess you kind of have to do that, right? Just put your head down and just go for it. Exactly. And how many meals do you think you guys have given out? Or do you have a count of like all time? How many you've done? I should have gotten that, but I don't. I know it's over ten thousand now. It's really? probably around. I'd say it's a. It's between ten and fifteen thousand, at the moment. That's so yeah. crazy. So like probably closer to fifteen actually. So like on it because I, I was here on a Sunday and I think that was the day that everyone was getting in there and and sort of prepping for that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how what? Because you said it was about like twelve hundred 
meals in a day or something, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of cures that go on. Like, like I said, on those Sundays, we have like all, all the teams here. So there's actually like a, a distribution team and they're counting and filling all the orders in. And pretty much this, this back room here is just filled with bags uh, of orders for going out. And people are either like coming up and grabbing them or they're uh, drivers coming up and taking them away. We've kind of like sectioned all, all of Victoria out in quadrants. So there, there's about five or seven distribution team just packing within an hour. Was it like three or four hours? hours. Yeah. yeah. Really? And then all these drivers are p- pulling up. It's actually kind of cool to see all this, uh, this energy and like all this, uh, yeah, things coming together and I guess like sh- shooting out of the cogs, the cafe, you know, all the cogs <laughs> going. How many hours does it take to do that many meals? Like producing them? Yeah. Yeah, so we do it. Uh, we've streamlined it now. So much, yeah. Um, I think, what were you guys doing in the, originally? Maybe how many maybe? hours? No, no, like how many oh, meals? When we started, we, were, we sent out 300 meals. Yeah. Okay. Vegetarian and meat shepherd's pies. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it was a <laughs> that lot was of, like, like an entire day process. People from the hospitality, but uh, yeah. mo- mostly like servers and bartenders and stuff like that. Yeah. So was it was it just shepherd's pie and then a vegetarian option at the start? Uh, yes, and then we were running pop ups here as well. So we were incorporating those back into the food distribution program as well. So we would have um, like a chef volunteer their time for a night and come in and just sell one item, maybe two, maybe a vegetarian option and people would just come off the street and get takeout and then anything that we didn't sell that night for a donation which is how we were offering it originally um would go get frozen and then it would also be sent out so that was like an option for a meal so it was a limited menu but it was a couple of items yeah and then so now like with the meals that go out how many different options are there that people receive do people get a choice they do, yeah. Uh, if you go online, uh, there's usually about five to six options, even coffee being one of them. We get uh, coffee donated. Hmm. We actually get uh, a lot of donations from uh, grocery stores, uh, mm-hmm. different purveyors. Uh, bow, bows and arrows don't. Bows and arrows. Drew, the owner, is amazing and has been involved with donating the coffee for months now, and he's just so lovely and it's incredible that he's been doing that's awesome i was gonna ask if there's people you want to give a shout out to like companies or businesses definitely him yeah he's incredible i I mean there's so so many i think we just got a drop out yeah we did we literally uh, just got a drop off out there (laughs) winset farm uh we get a lot from yeah fairways um yeah safeway thrifty foods yeah um topsoil donates to us a lot of different farms star I can't remember something uh, farm out in the peninsula. I w- we should have a list actually. <laughs> um, but- Victoria at Su- Survive Well Botanicals. She donated um, a range of teas for us, and that's what we sell at the restaurant now. So that's been great. And she's a very small business on run online, so it's really incredible that she would reach out and donate tea like that for us. It's that's awesome. Great. Yeah. And so initially, you said there was a hundred people that were volunteering at yeah. the very start. Um, what about the like the core people? When it first, first started, mm-hmm. how many people was there when this is like idea first came up? <laughs> you're in it, right? <laughs> so yeah, Harrison has actually been involved like from the very beginning. So Ben Iset, Harrison, um, Ben had another friend of his who was a chef. So she was involved as well. It's really been a bit of a rotating door just based on like how many people have how much time to give with this yeah. project because it does take a lot and it requires a lot and 
you know, sometimes people have to kind of step back and be like, I don't have enough time to give anymore. Work's going back or so-and-so. So it's, yeah, it's been rotating, but yeah, I was like kind of four or five key people, I guess I would say. Um, Eric Nordahl was also in it from the very beginning, like helping with the pop-ups and he, um, was friends with Harrison, who's sadly passed away since our operation was going. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to touch on that cause I never got to meet him, but I, I did go to Hernandez when he used to be in the strip mall, um, several years ago and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I was, yeah, I wanted to touch on that and to see if you could speak about him cause I never got to meet him, but I've heard he was an awesome, awesome, awesome guy. He, yeah. I mean, the, the quality of like a, a great chef is like, um, a philosophy behind the food, <laughs> I, I would say. And his philosophy was full on. I mean, he had so much you know, ideology behind food. And just having him sit and talk about uh, the project and uh, it going forward, he had a he had a lot of suggestions and like uh, excitement about it. Um, but yeah, you could see he was still really passionate about yeah the industry and cooking. I think one of the best parts that have come from my summer and being involved with the cafe has been getting to meet him and his daughter and just see like their enthusiasm for life. And I'm big into art and art history myself. And we really connected over that. He was huge into music. He just had this like joy about everything that he touched and cooking was like his art form. It was phenomenal. I remember Liz and him just like dancing away to salsa in the kitchen one night, like when he was making tortillas, it was just, he was just pretty, yeah, he was a great person. That's awesome. It's amazing when you meet certain people that have that type of energy. We're just infectious. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and they like meeting this person now changes your life. That's yeah. that's special. That's very special. And he's he's almost integrated. Like his whole family is almost integrated into this entire project. Actually, yeah. yeah. yeah his daughter actually works here now as a server, and she's also fantastic. So. Yeah. And his son uh, was helping out. He actually helps the Leon Group, uh, mm -hmm. sending out food, and yeah, his wife too has been involved in the operation. Rest in peace. Um, one question I had about transitioning to be a restaurant, how, how has that gone? Cause you said at the start you were doing pop-ups, but then was it always sort of a goal to sort of transition to being like a normal restaurant and not just doing sort of the takeout? I, I think, yeah. Or the meals sent out? I think at the beginning we didn't, we just didn't know what COVID was going to look like. I don't think anyone did. So it was, it's all been kind of playing that by ear too, which I think everyone is dealing with this summer. So suddenly we're allowed to have people in the restaurant and okay, we'll, we'll have people inside. And suddenly like, we don't have to worry too much about takeout. Okay. We'll transition to having a menu. I think was part of it. Um, also like losing Harrison, who was like one of our solid pop-up, um, chefs and losing like a couple of people went on holidays for the summer and just kind of trying to reorganize what made sense for moving forward was sort of what pushed us into transitioning to a regular restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, it it wasn't easy starting a restaurant during definitely COVID. not of course not <laughs> no and then and then trying to like do it it sounds like just sort of adjusting on the fly mm -hmm. and not really having a clear understanding of what you can do or you know what I mean it, it doesn't is it fair to say that things aren't necessarily clear all the time yeah and it's just kind of you're just kind of you just going for it <laughs> pretty much um, I I, I would say like yeah the the pop ups uh, were were running. It, at a, a good speed, I think mm -hmm. they were they were pretty popular, um, but it was kind of sporadic when people had time. Um, and then transitioning to uh, like a full on restaurant, 
I think it was a risk, but uh, we had this beautiful space and um, some re really cool people involved in the project. So I think we said, why not? So are both are both rooms open for the dine-in? At the moment, we're just using the space we're in right now and the other space. We're kind of holding it back um, at the moment. Okay. There's yeah. like seven deep freezes back there too. So <laughs> we've been trying to sort of decide on how that would look. Oh, running I see. A restaurant I, just, operation I didn't even look in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that's sort of the production area, right? Yeah. a little bit chaotic at times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're just not sure, yeah, how people would feel about dining with freezers, but they're all back there right now keeping the food frozen. So. People might be into it though. They might Different be. experience. Yeah. Why not? Um, one thing I've always wondered about this building is the downstairs. The basement. What's it like down there? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because like walking outside, like there's the glass, the purple glass on the sidewalk. Yeah, there's always there's always kind of like a light shining through. Um, yeah. It's Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like an old building. Like yeah, super historic. I, I think there's been like a lot of like remodeling. I've definitely looked at old photos of willies and what trees have done, and I think there was like a kind of like a pony wall in with like booths in when. Uh, when Willie's was here, yeah, uh, the basement. I mean, I, I guess that's what, yeah, I guess that's what you would expect a, a basement to be. There's okay. a lot of room down there, though. There storage, is, and then, nice. um, yeah, that's where kind of like our walk-in and kind of like our backup uh, pantry is for sure. Okay, and and, and more freezers. <laughs> yeah, more freezers. <laughs> yeah, there's about like 50, yeah, ten or fifteen freezers. We've gone through freezers, like we've maxed them out. We've got them donated. It's all about running freezers here. And they're, yeah, yeah they're all filled funny. with the the food. Yeah, yeah, most of them. Yeah, I think the restaurant has one or bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious about the downstairs. I think because I went and did the underground tour in Seattle. Okay, which which is like one of the coolest things that I've ever seen in Seattle. It was amazing. Just learning how the city originally used to be like um 20 or 30 feet lower than it is now the downtown right and now there's still like storefronts down there okay so i'm just I'm, I'm intrigued by different things and that's why i was curious about downstairs yeah i i mean we can take take a tour later but, uh, <laughs> I, I i haven't seen anything significant but maybe okay. i just don't know what i'm looking for no no, no i'm sure there's not i'm just <laughs> i was just getting flashbacks because of the, the glass okay because when we were there they actually took us underneath this intersection right. and they're like the streets right up above us and they turned the lights off downstairs so that the, the sunlight was coming through. Okay. But then they took us up on the street and showed us like, this is, you're directly above where you were before. Yeah. So we got to see it from both sides. Yeah, no way. Yeah, that's which was really cool. neat. Yeah. I wonder if Victoria's old enough to have that kind of a history. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the, uh, the specifics. <laughs> I do know that. I mean, it was before, like there was like electricity. Yeah. Right. So that's how they got the light downstairs. Okay. That's what the glass is for. Uh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's how they lit it up downstairs. Um, yeah, maybe some tunnels run, running back and forth, like Freemasons kind of like running around, maybe. How's COVID been for you guys? Oof. I mean, for the free program, actually, it worked out really well because there was a lot of people uh, involved in the program um, in that terms, for sure. A lot of people that were on CERB and had a lot of time to volunteer, definitely, to donate. But it's for, for the restaurant, it's been difficult uh, taking people back. Um, they're either on kind of like a a Serb or like a student. So they're only able to work a, a certain amount. Um, the amount of foot traffic coming by the amount of people that we can take in here. And like, you know, we've had to re reduce the amount obviously of the tables in here. Yeah. We, we take it pretty seriously. And uh, I mean, when we opened, we had to go through like a COVID protocol. Uh, Just yeah, like with, everyone with else. V yeah. With VHA. Yeah. 
but o- opening during the pandemic, yeah, was was a was difficult. Yeah, like to to actually open after the thing had started here. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Yeah, and I I mean I've been taking personally I've been taking COVID pretty serious, like yeah. very serious. I would say more so than my some of my friends. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I think it's important. So I, I appreciate seeing what you guys have done here. When I came in eight here, I, like I felt safe. It was great. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really, I really appreciated the, uh, the visit. Is there anything we haven't touched on about the space? I don't know. I mean, I guess pe- people just have to kind of come down and, and check it out. I mean, either on the free program to see what we're kind of all about and, and producing all the food and kind of having that connection or, or checking out the restaurant. And um, people are actually, when they dine in, uh, are able to actually donate a, a meal or um, or donate money if if they're wanting to uh, on on top of their bill to uh, yeah to help the program and help uh, feed feed people in need. Yeah, I just think voting with your dollar is really important right now. Twenty twenty has sort of amplified that so much more and. This is like the best the best way to do that. Come in and eat somewhere out for a day for a special event, but also or, or drink. Something. I mean, we're licensed. Yeah, <laughs> that is yeah, also that's true. A thing. You got yeah. a bunch of stuff up on the board right there. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And who does the um the kombucha? Salt Spring Island. Yeah, they actually okay. donated a keg originally. It was fantastic. Yeah, they're also a great company. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guys. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I really appreciate uh, the work that you guys are putting in, and everyone in this space. This is I I can imagine it's touched a lot of people, and it's really important you know, in 2020, um, that there are people willing to put in the work like this and, uh, and, and help others. Well, so thanks for coming down and interviewing us. Yeah. Thank you. Shedding a little light on this. Yeah, of course. And if people want to go, um, check things out, what's the website where they, they can go? Redcedarcafe.ca. Okay. Yeah. And then if they want to do the GoFundMe, that's on. Yeah. Search Red Cedar Cafe. Okay. Awesome. Keep like, the lights on at Red Cedar Cafe. That's what it's called. Everyone needs to help keep the lights on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So thank you for listening, everybody. Sure. Um, If you're looking for what I'm doing, go to vicfoodguys.ca and uh, you'll find that, find everything I'm doing there. So I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.